You're listening to the WSR Insurance Unscripted Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at the insurance world and products that are available with discussions and risk management opportunities. Each episode, we talk with one or more of WSR's qualified insurance agents about products and policies that will make an impact on your business. Trust me, you won't want to miss an episode and the opportunity to hear firsthand from WSR agents. Hello, and thanks for joining us for the very first episode of the WSR Insurance Unscripted Podcast. I'm Katie Roberti, and I'm excited we're here. We're talking about insurance and exploring the world of risk management, focusing on products and showcasing ideas to help keep your assets protected. If you missed listening to the trailer episode of this podcast, I encourage you to give it a listen. You'll get a little bit more details on what to expect from listening to this podcast moving forward and the episodes to come. Because today we're just going to dive right into insurance. The first episode today, we're going to be talking about livestock risk protection and fire and mortality insurance um, in California. Definitely something, unfortunately, that probably a lot of people need. So in our trailer episode, as I just mentioned a minute ago, we had WSR's Matt Griffith and Jim Van. They joined me on that trailer to give the background. And then today they're going to join me to talk about that product. Let's just quickly introduce, in case people didn't listen to the episode, Matt, maybe just give a very quick 30-second intro of who you are. Thank you, Katie. I'm Matt Griffith, and I'm from Williams, California, and I am the fifth generation in the ranching industry. I was a customer of WSR before I became an agent, and that relationship began in 2011. My friend Jim Van is one of the owners, and he has been an agent there a lot longer, and he is a wealth of knowledge in the insurance industry. Jim Van, been with Wraith uh, since 2003, help uh, manage our livestock side and uh, crop insurance side of our business, and been in the cattle business for about um, six generations. For those of you that haven't met Matt and Jim, I'm telling you, you're missing out. They're just fun people to be around. They're educated on what they do and they're passionate about what they do, which is something I really enjoy about WSR is you can tell that their agents are passionate about the work that they're doing. For today, we're going to start with Jim. He's going to give us a little bit of an overview of livestock risk protection, what that contract is and what you need to know about it if you're interested in it. Okay, livestock risk protection, better known for in our world as LRPs, which simply is it's a USDA backed program that helps Basically, it's, it's like a put. And so what we're doing is we're looking at a couple of different factors to create a price protection value that is available to the producer, not based on what they sell the cattle for, but based on a national number to do it. And so just think of it really simply as everyday Chicago trades cattle. And that's what we're going to focus on is the cattle side of it. Every day, Chicago's doing future contracts on at Chicago and trading those. The USDA then extrapolated those future value of what those cattle are worth in the future, 13 to 52 weeks out into the future, created a price of what they should be worth. And then from there, they create what the insurance cost is going to be. At the end of that contract, we'll say we go 13 weeks out from now, at the end of that contract, the contract ends. What they use is a national number of what that value of those cattle should be worth to determine whether there's a loss. And so what we're really trying to do is protect future value of money, and your money as your cattle has a price, and there's money of money equated with that. Matt, you want to add anything to this? Uh, just a little, Jim. You did a great job on the overview of, of what an LRP covers. The one thing I would like to clarify is, like Jim said, it's not what you sell your cattle for that gets paid an indemnity if there's a loss. 
the only number that we need to consider is the CME final index number on your contract's expiration date. There is some confusion about that, but that is the only number that is considered to determine if there's a claim being paid. So when you sign up for this program, you're getting that number. It's not like at the end of it, you get to the end of your contract and the number magically appears. You know when you buy the contract what it is? Yeah, so today we're going to set what your future value is. And let's just say that on a six-weight steer and the Chicago saying that's going to be worth 190 per 100 weights. That, that's what the calves worth. So in 13 weeks, it's worth 190 100 weight. The index that Matt's talking about that's going to come out is the national number on it. And a lack of a better way of saying this, but I'm going to be straightforward. I don't care what you sell them for. It has no bearing on this contract. At the end, that national number, if it comes out at 180, the 180 to the 190 is the loss. So that $10 is your loss or your indemnity, as we call it, is your loss. And then that's what we have to pay you on because you had a loss. The value went down. If it goes from 190 and we say at the end of the contract, it ends up at 195, you've exceeded your guarantee. Therefore, there's no loss. Yes, you have to pay premium. Either way, you're going to pay premium on this, but there's no loss because it exceeded the guarantee. Okay, that's a really helpful way to break it down. So maybe let's explain the difference in LRP contracts. Matt, do you want to take that away? Sure, Katie, thank you. With the LRPs, the USDA comes out with daily offers every day, and there's different lengths of the contract along with different coverage levels. So you can elect what number you would like to be at. Of course, the higher the value, the more expensive the premium. Um, Makes sense. But with that, the 13 to 54 weeks, it gives you different options on when you're going to market your calves or if you see an opportunity to purchase a contract that matches your time frame of when you think you're going to go to market, then you have a safety net built in. What Jim touched upon is in the previous question with the LRPs, we do know the set cost. That is one thing that makes us and this product different than traditional hedging is you never have to worry about margin calls. You buy a contract, you know the price that you're paying, you know the coverage level, and for each week, there's typically seven to 10 different coverage levels that are available. You pick the product that you're comfortable with, then you you, know, you sleep better at night. You know you have some protection yeah, definitely. against a downward market. So every time you buy this, you know the price. With that, is there an optimal time to buy one of these? Is there an optimal time to buy a contract? So in my opinion, when you're looking at buying one of these contracts, what you're doing is you're, you're, you want to protect, in essence, dollars, right? So just like anything else, the higher the value that your steers are at or your heifers are at, say 190, there's more to protect there versus if they're 110, right? Because if sure. they're 110, the market, in theory, has more room to go up than down. And so what we're trying to do is as the market keeps climbing up or if is try to protect that high dollar figure, right? If it falls, that's what the insurance is there for to pay you back and bring you back up to that number that you built into your guarantee. The other side of this is I'm a big fan of if you know your numbers, you should be able to find where the price point is that you need to be protecting to build in and protect profit. If you don't know your numbers, it makes it hard. We're just guessing. What I try to work with my customers is, is go ahead and tell me what your budget is, build in profit. If we need to insure something once it breaks above 185 on a six weight steer, perfect. Let's do that. And if it needs to be higher than that, then we're, we got to go for higher. And if the values and the offers that are coming out are all at 135, there's not a lot to protect. So it sounds like 
if you're going to buy one of these contracts, it's really important to be prepared. Know your numbers. You have to do some background on your own before you can just go in and buy a contract. There's work you need to kind of put into it. And it's important to buy when the market's up. It's important to buy when the market's up, but then knowing your numbers tells you where to buy, right? Sure. Yeah. And you would go out and if you're going to buy a new car, you're going to do a little bit of shopping. You're going to figure out is really that deal a good deal that you're going to purchase that car on. Well, it's kind of the same thing is if you know your numbers, then I can tell you whether the offer that the USDA is providing that day is good or in your case, it may be bad. Don't buy the insurance. So as prepared as possible, but I'm sure your great team helps everyone figure that out, regardless if they just pick up the phone and say, what is LRP? You're going to help them. How do you determine if a contract is going to pay? Well, with that, Katie, that all comes back to the CME final index on your expiration date. And depending on what level you buy of an LRP, you know the expected value. Whenever the index is now below the expected value, there's a claim. What Jim and I do is we work with the producers to come up with a budget because with that claim, we have to back out the cost of insurance. But it all gets back to finding the the best fit for your operation because there is no one size fits all with an LRP. You're going to have lots of different options and the higher level you buy, if there is a claim, the bigger the indemnity. Jim and I work with the producer to figure out exactly what that indemnity is going to look like at the end of the expiration date. I'd add on there just because I like to remind people it's not what you sell them for. It's based on the index because that's where we get a little bit of confusion within the industry because, oh, I sold mine for X. The index came out at Y and there isn't a claim. Well, unfortunately, USDA said it to use a national number, not a local number or regional number. So there's some math involved. So if you don't like math, I do not like math. They do a little printout. I mean, we none of us have yeah, to do Yeah, it's math. not I mean, hard, but you can't just know, okay, so my calves for this. That's not the end of the story. There's a little bit of math involved. Yeah. That's okay. But And that's what Jim and I do is we help the producer on their expiration date determine the number and, and see if there's going to be a claim. Okay. But at the end of the day important point is that it's not what you sell your caps for. So what is the cost? When are contracts offered? Some of the details. Let's start with when are contracts even offered for this? Contracts are offered any day Chicago's trading futures contracts. So five days a week because of the way it's set up, offers come available um, because Chicago being a couple hours ahead of us at two o'clock Pacific time, the offers come out for like today's offer would come out at two o'clock today. It is good up until seven o'clock tomorrow morning. And the reason why is at seven o'clock tomorrow morning, the board will start trading again. And then it yanks the offers off the table because it's new offers are being created that day. So do they generally change a lot or I'm sure they can have a very volatile change day to day? It's all based on what's happening with Chicago and in the futures market. So the futures market's really volatile that day. You'll see from one day to the next year, LRPs be very volatile as well because they all flow together. If I call you tomorrow at three and you tell me what today's is, by the next morning, it's already going to be changed. Essentially, you only have until 7 a.m. to decide on that number. If you call me today at three, I can tell you what the offers are, what's available to you. If you choose that you want to purchase one, you have until three o'clock on our conversation to tomorrow at seven o'clock in the morning after seven o'clock. It's a new day. Reset the table. Okay. New new offers. So there's a short window to act on whatever number comes out of Chicago because every day is a new day. So what is the cost? The cost, I mean, they do everything in hundred weight. And so depending on the coverage level you buy at 99 or 100% of whatever Chicago's futures number is to 70% of that, it'll vary. So from, say, from a dollar, 100 weight to $6, 100 weight. 
is going to be the variance depending on coverage level. With that, is there a set number or do you guys just help people determine what that number is? If you're going to buy a contract, you have to buy at least one head. And the max I can do for that one day, because you called and you're going to buy 6,000. I can do 6,000. I'm a big spender. You're a big spender. The max I can do for your entity, not just you, but just think about entities. Okay is 12,000 for the year. Yeah, and with that, Katie, with the cost, that's one of the highlights of the LRP program. You don't have to sell a truckload quantity. It doesn't have to be a 48,000 pound load. It can be as little as one head or a maximum of 12,000 for the year. Okay, thanks Matt, that's a good point. So with that, what are the requirements to purchase an LRP contract? Well, the first requirement is we have to have the prerequisite application filled out and submitted to the USDA. That's the first step. That gives you eligibility to actually purchase the LRP contract that covers the cattle. And the other requirement is you have to own the livestock. This isn't designed for anybody that's trading the paper. That's already in place. This is for the actual people that own the livestock to give them protection. Just to add something to Matt, once you do an application that he mentioned about, that's good for like five years. So even if you choose not to do anything this year and all of a sudden sometime next year you want to do one, you pick up the phone, you call us, we have all your stuff ready to go and we can purchase. How long generally does it take an application to be completed? Oh, that's a simple five minute conversation and going through the prerequisite one to get it submitted it's very very short with any insurance i'm sure there's some pros and cons you let people know about before they purchase it what would you say some of the cons of this lrp program are in general well katie with having some experience on the purchasing side of lrps what i kind of saw where i was from on the west coast in california was most of that CME final index number is derived from the Midwest. What they're using is doing cash traded cattle, and that is derived mostly from auction yards in the Midwest. Each day that CME final index comes out with that number, and typically there's somewhere between five and 15 auction yards that are included, but that's what derives the price for all LRPs across the nation. Okay, so if you're in the Midwest, probably that doesn't matter, but so much if you're on the West, that might be a little bit of a con of the program. What are some of the pros of this program? I think pros is it it gives you a security blanket. It allows you to go to your banker and say, hey, we have these an insurance policy at this number so that they feel more comfortable because operating loans are always important to deal with. The other part is if you just know your numbers and you can build in to where you already know you have a profit, then why take any further risk? Try to lock down that as much as possible so that you are making those profits. Yeah, especially in 2022. You never know what's going to happen in the world these days. Well, that and that, Katie, that's one of the other pros that I like about it is the flexibility. Because with an LRP, there's different classes for different weights. There's the feeder cattle that are available. There's the fat cattle. You can actually, the USDA implemented an unborn calf offer this year. So it's extremely flexible. It's it's It can fit anybody's program. Jim and I have done meetings where people say, well, you know, it doesn't really... This doesn't fit me because I'm an organic producer. And we come back to the fact that, well, even though you're an organic producer and you might get a 30 cent premium, it's always a premium based off the cash market. So you're still protecting that CME final index number because your premium above that is still derived from the CME final index. Yeah, I'm sure for some listening, it can seem a little overwhelming how many options there are. But I think it is important that you said this is kind of a pro of the program. It's not an all size 
fits one. It's not, and if I'm a cow-calf operation because prices are up right now, Matt mentioned unborn calves, and this may not be the year, but if prices are still up as we go into fall, spring, and next year, I would be looking at those big time because I'm going to get an average for my steers and my heifers, way better than my than if I split them after they're born. So can I lock something in way ahead of time to keep the banker happy? I think there's a lot of upside to it as we go forward in this year. Yeah, as we go forward in this year, unfortunately, it's something that we're probably all on all of our minds probably is the warmer it gets, the more likely wildfires are going to start breaking out in California. And unfortunately, that's just the situation we're in. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of the fire policy that WSR has available as we're moving into hopefully a mild fire season, but definitely probably fire season? Wildfire, pasture fire insurance. We can do it on pretty much everything, right? From BLM to forest service ground to private ground, lease ground. We can do it across a whole bunch of states, 20, 20 or so different states. Kind of simple. It's it's a fire-based policy. So if we do have it insured, it, there is a fire. doesn't have to be an act of God or a forest fire to cover. But say along 80, somebody burns up their car and it catches your, your field on, your BLM permit on fire. It's covered. To determine how to create value, you have acres that you want to cover. You take that and then we can insure it from $1 per acre of the value of the grass all the way up to $30, depending on the states. Some Every state's going to have a different variance in there. And then really the, the cost aspect of it to buy the insurance, really cheap. 2%, 1%, whatever value we have. I mean, if there's a claim, we're going to end up taking and going, okay, we had 10,000 acres insured. All 10,000 acres were burned up. That's your loss. You'll know your total amount of liability or coverage for that 10,000 acres as you're signing your policy. Yeah, makes sense. Kind of, kind of straightforward. Matt, am I missing a few things here? Well, uh, the policy that we have in place this year, I like a lot because it doesn't exclude any ground. So if you're in an area that burned last year, you can insure this year where a lot of other carriers have now excluded that range. So I do think that we do have a good policy in place for anybody that is worried about it. We can help. Yeah, and, and some of the carriers also put in lightning strike exclusions, trees as exclusions. This one got rid of all that, so we don't have that problem for our buddies up in Washington. Um, one thing we do have on this, though, there is a waiting period. So you sign up today. There is two weeks you have to wait. It's basically, they don't want you signing up right before the fire hits you. Yeah. It makes sense. We're, you got a two-week waiting period after that. It goes in place. Final sales Close deadline is when? Final sales closing date is June 1st. That gives you protection from the day you buy through December 1st. So pretty much the entire fire season. We can start actually accepting applications for this 2022 year anytime. The coverage opens up April 1st. You will be protected through December 1st. So if you waited until the middle of May, it doesn't cheapen up the contract. The way the policy is set, it's a flat fee. So if you're worried about fire, our suggestion is get signed up at the early date because it's the same cost. There's one thing on this though we've I found over the years is when you're dealing with those big acre people permits, forest service permits, you can do it by all your acres and just do it by like a dollar an acre or in how a dollar, two dollars, whatever for all the acres. But you can also carve out areas to just insure those areas. Now, when you're insuring just those areas, that is where the insurance is. We're going to do a map on it. You're going to sign off on it. Those areas, those areas are covered. So if the other part of the ranch burns, 
unfortunately, we can't pay for, pay on it. That is nice because you don't have to do all of your acres. You can pick and choose where your biggest fire risks are. Right, which a lot of guys do around, especially major freeways, where it, they typically see the back of the ranch never gets burnt. It's always the front end because of the major freeways. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great example. So if you have, let's say you have a forest service permit, you don't have to do that whole allotment. You could just do, if there's a really important meadow, you could just do that. Correct. You can Absolutely. do that. You could. We, we'll just map it out and turn it all in for you. So a simple program, but sounds like there's a lot of good flexibility within it. Right. No, it's it's been something that, you know, it's unfortunately for us that live in the West, it's a year by year. We're always concerned about fire. You know, we get it seems to be the wave of the future. And with fire, we also have the option now for a mortality policy. So you can cover your the grass with the fire policy and the animals with the mortality policy. Um, we found a carrier to work with us that offered an extremely inexpensive rate last year. It was as little as 80 cents per cow with a with a deductible included, but we do have that available as well. Is the best place to learn more about fire and mortality insurance on your website? Is there a tab or a page specifically just for this issue? Katie, there is a livestock tab up under our WSRINS.com website. All the information is available there along with an inquiry form and we will get back to you. Great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jim. It was fun joining you. I'm excited to talk with more of the agents from WSR as we kind of explore the insurance world and all you have to offer. Thank you for having Thank us, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the WSR Insurance Unscripted Podcast from the entire WSR team. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will listen to more. For more information, visit the WSR website at wsrins.com or call the team at 877-920-8500. And please remember, when it comes to insurance, planning ahead is the most important plan of all.